Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we get introspective. Somebody wonders, are they the entitled parent? But first, a story from Dinernst123. My father wants to get paid for being my groomsman. I never had the best relationship to my dad. He never abused me emotionally or physically or was an alcoholic, but once I got 18, he was only interested in my money and always acted like I owe him. And while I tried to give back something, since he was a good dad in my childhood at some point, it was just enough for me and I felt like I was just getting taken advantage of. So we went out of touch for a few years. A few weeks ago, I got engaged with my longtime girlfriend. And while I didn't see my father for like four years, I still wanted him to be my groomsman and hoped that it would bring us closer again and force us to talk some real talk for once. But when I met him and asked him about whether he wants to be my groomsman or not, he said, well of course I could do that, but you'd have to pay 300 euros. At first I bursted out laughing because I thought he was joking, but then I saw the serious look in his eyes and knew he wasn't joking. I broke out in tears and drove home. He called me and I declined. He called me again and I accepted the call. He obviously heard that I was crying and asked me if I don't have enough money and that's the reason why I'm crying. I hung up, blocked his phone number, and didn't try to reach him since. I feel like worthless trash because of this and I have no clue if I ever want to see him again. I still invited my mom, they got divorced when I was 19, and she happily accepted. Now I think it's pretty clear here that OP still has a longing for their father. But I think this is one of those situations where you recognize that if they're trying to charge you 300 euros to show up to your wedding, they're not trying to be a father to you. And you don't need that guy's approval or attention or anything to be worthwhile. Would you guys agree that the best thing here is to just leave that guy in the rearview mirror and never look back? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Spooky Beagle. My entitled parents refuse to respect my wishes. I was going to post this in baby bumps, but as I kept writing, I realized it belonged here. I'm a 27-year-old female, married to a 26-year-old male, we're parents to a 2-year-old female. I'm about 4 months pregnant with my second baby. I had my daughter in March of 2020, so I wasn't allowed any visitors in the hospital and we decided to be safe and not allow any visitors for a couple of months after coming home. My parents hated this rule that we had set, mainly my dad. My dad drove my mom and brother crazy those entire two months. They would beg us to let them visit because of how my dad would take his frustration on not seeing my baby out on them. We of course did eventually lift our band on visitors when May was almost over, which was a whole other can of worms. Now we're pregnant with our second and have moved to a new state, about 16 hours away. I had loved not having visitors during the first two months with my first and intend on doing the same with this one, especially since I'll be adjusting to a new way of life. While on a video call with my brother, my mom loudly suggested he visit me in February. They were visiting my grandma and I felt brave enough to shout, no, I don't want any visitors that month. I will either be huge and tired or have just given birth. 
My mom argued and said I'll be adjusting to having a toddler to take care of while caring for my baby, so therefore, I will need help. My grandma heard this and said, she'll manage, I had to. Remember, I had four, all two years or less apart, and I did just fine. I love my grandma. Well, a few days after the video call, I was talking to my parents on the phone and my dad said, when we're there in February, don't worry, we'll stay in a hotel. We'll be there to help. You don't have to host. Excuse me, what? I said, um, I don't want any visitors that month. My dad said, we'll be there to help. Even if that means taking S, my daughter, for a day so you can rest. I said, but I already told brother and mom that I don't want any visitors. My dad said, we missed so much when S was first born. We don't want to miss any of those precious first moments with this one. Ugh, Reddit, any suggestions? My husband said that we should just not open the door at all when they get here. If they want to waste gas in vacation time, then that's their choice. I do agree with the husband. I think this is an exercise in putting your foot down. You either let them roll you over and force themselves into every little bit of your life that they want to be involved in, or you keep those walls up and those doors locked. If they can't respect your wishes, then maybe they need that physical reminder that this is what you want. Our next story is from Puzzleheaded Pipe 353 Am I the entitled parent? I've been really mulling this over for a few weeks, and I'm starting to wonder if I overreacted. Strangers, I come to you for judgment. First off, I, female 44, am mother to two boys on the spectrum. My seven-year-old, we'll call him Matthew, has a lot of sensory issues when it comes to his mouth. He rarely brushes his teeth well, which is common for ASD kiddos to have poor hygiene. We bring him in to see the dentist every six months for a fluoride coat on his teeth so they don't stain and are slightly better protected. Our normal visits, I have to basically hold him down as he doesn't like to lie down on their exam table and he doesn't like the bright light. We give him glasses to ease the brightness but it's barely helpful. So he starts to flail while Dr. Lady brushes on the fluoride. It sounds just as horrible as it is. But afterwards he calms down after she gives him a goodie bag, a car and a new toothbrush. This last visit, she seemed really impatient with him and would not work with him at all. Like she just wanted to be done with him and get him out. Once done with the fluoride, he doesn't like to swallow and she'll usually just let him spit into a cup or the sink. This time he didn't make it and drooled on himself and some got on the floor. She sternly looked at him and said, Matthew, why did you do that? You don't drool on yourself. That's unacceptable. I did the surprised Pikachu face and looked over at the assistant, who was doing the same, and said, She knows he's on the spectrum, right? We're here every six months. The assistant just gave me wide eyes and very quietly said, I'm not sure. Dr. Lady then started to tell me that Matthew had a cavity and that she knew this would happen eventually, she told me, not asked, that on his next visit, they will put him under to give him a filling. I said okay, but still processing the way she spoke to him. As soon as I got Matthew in the car, I asked if he was okay. He said to me, I don't have to go to the dentist tomorrow. This is usually his response when he doesn't want to go somewhere, but understandable being that he's seven and nobody likes going to the dentist. On the way home, it just kept bugging me and bugging me. I talked to my husband about it and he said he's never liked her and that she's pretty gruff with Matthew when he has to take him in. My husband is impatient with doctors and dentists though. 
doctor lady's office called today to schedule the procedure and I told them that I wanted to cancel it. They asked me when I would want to reschedule and I flat out said, I don't, I'm canceling. I won't be back to your practice. I'm uncomfortable with the way she spoke to my son at the last visit and we'd also like to get a second opinion on the condition of his teeth. They were just quiet for a second and said, okay, have a great day. Now I ask you, Redditors, crazy and sane alike, does this feel like an instinctual mama bear moment or am I jumping the gun? Yes, I'm going to get a second opinion and then either go back to doctor lady or stay with the second guy. This doctor was recommended by an ASD group mommy's list, so she's definitely getting several ASD children in regularly. Yes, I've asked her about sedation. I asked right after the very first time I had to hold him down. He had lost a tooth and there was a very noticeable buildup of plaque behind it. It made me cry to hold him down, but she just wanted to get it done. I asked about it more than once. She said no. I asked her if he could sit up and move the lamp so it would point up instead of right in his face. This is what the assistants do when he's much easier, and she said no. I never felt holding him down was unsafe. If it took too much, I would stop the appointment and let him calm down, but doctor lady wanted to keep going. I don't have dental experience, so I usually side with whatever she wants to do. I'm a healthcare worker, and we do our best to help out the therapists until it's 100% clear that it's just not a good fit. Yes, we've tried sunglasses, blindfolds, toys, candy, music, compression, and all manner of diversions. Nothing has made any difference. What bothered me so much was that she's usually a very bubbly person, and for some reason she bent over, dropped her voice, dropped her smile, and grabbed his chin when she said the drooling was unacceptable. There was no cup to spit into, but even if there had been, he doesn't know how to spit. We've worked at getting him to brush, but had a surgery to have his tonsils removed last year, and he's very guarded about the bristles. He doesn't mind the toothpaste. Why do we let him be this gross? We have to pick our battles. Matthew, like a lot of ASD kiddos, is not potty trained. This is our main goal right now. I know doctors have it tough right now, but so do we. They are so understaffed, overworked, and are trying to cram as many kids as they can into one nine-hour day. I'm not unsympathetic, but I can only make so many suggestions and do the best I can to do my part. We never know if, is this the autism or him just being seven? We honestly don't know. We're just trying to juggle our children and hope for the best, negative or positive. Thank you all for your perspective. Sorry if I'm leaving things out, I'm trying to paint a full picture here but I'll be more specific. The work area is four flat benches, the lamp is directly overhead. There's no option of adjusting the height so when he sat up he just dribbled out. It was quite a bit but I did try to catch it with the bib which just rolled off the surface and onto him and a little bit on the floor. I cleaned it up with a paper towel. I try not to pester her with questions and my son does thank her and we try to get in and out quickly. Now when I say I'm holding him down, I'm holding his arms crisscross so he doesn't grab the lamp. I'm not just tackling him like a linebacker. I kind of feel like the second she grabbed his chin, that was it and we were done. She could have said that without touching his face. I don't yell or go off on doctors or any healthcare worker, as they're also just trying to do their best. So yes, I was mad and no, I don't expect her to be fun, bubble, kooky lady. That being said, the first thing we discussed on our very first visit was, he's on the spectrum and he does not like his mouth even looked at. 
I don't expect her to ferment him on any visit, but I do expect her to glance at his chart before she calls him in. That's why I made that remark to the assistant. She knew, but it seemed like the doctor didn't. The dentist is the one who didn't want him sedated. We skipped a few appointments after his tonsils were removed, and we cancel if he's already having a behavioral issue. And we already cancel if he's already having a behavioral issue. Obviously, OP clarified a lot here, and the reason OP did is because a surprising amount of people in the comments on this post actually did call OP a Karen or said OP was overreacting, but I don't think they were. I don't think the procedures at a dentist's office is so black and white that if a child going to the dentist doesn't behave exactly as the dentist expects that, it creates a justifiable situation for the dentist to somewhat inappropriately grab that child and tell them things, scold them essentially. I don't know about you guys, but if I was the parent of a kid and I took them to the dentist and they make a mistake or they act up a little bit and the dentist goes and grabs them by the chin and tells them off, I'd be a little upset too. I think maybe the dentist was just having a bad day, but I think this serves as a sign that OP should look for somebody that's a little bit more qualified to deal with kids who are on the spectrum. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Temporary Reach 443 Am I the jerk for going no contact with my mother? I just needed to get this off my chest. I, 23-year-old female, just recently went no contact with my mother and I don't feel guilty. Quick backstory, this woman has never seen us kids, me the oldest, as anything else as objects. We were to have no emotions, no opinions, and to do exactly as she said when she said, or we got hit. Her favorite part to hit was the face, so I don't know if I really had a bond with her to begin with. I have only happy memories until I was 7 when my parents went through a nasty divorce. So the years went by of being constantly emotionally and physically hurt by my mother, being put into the middle of my parents' hatred for each other, and always having to take care of my two younger siblings. My mother went through a lot of guys, bringing them around us. One was a perv, another was a druggie, another was an alcoholic and drunk. It was just a lot of bad men. Until she decided that my boyfriend's uncle would be her final project to fix. Another drug and alcohol abuser just a complete jerk. She turned into a different person, prayed every night before dinner, which only lasted about a year. She got rid of all of her hobbies and made herself into his housewife, did everything to have dinner ready every night before he got off, making sure his clothes are clean and the house. I was so angry at the thought of her doing this for a man that only saw her as a replacement for his mother. Also, I thought it was highly inappropriate for her to still be dating my boyfriend's uncle. Nonetheless, the years go by, and I've done moved out, tired of her constant playing from both sides, because she knew how much me and my siblings hated him, so we went behind his back a lot to get things from her like grocery money and gifts. We only got new shoes and clothing on Christmas as kids, and even then when we turned 18, he demanded and talked her into getting us less. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Unless. Then I found out I was pregnant at 22 years old with the same boyfriend I've had for the past 10 years. However, that's when COVID hit us and I lost my job and had to move back with my mom. She's still dating my boyfriend's alcoholic uncle, and she hasn't fixed him in the 8 years they've been together, but she reassures me that he's a good guy when not drinking. So I'm 7 months pregnant, and my mom decided that her and the uncle are going to buy a house together. But she tells me in secret that she'll leave him and us get a house together for my new baby because he's not changing his drinking habits. That was just false hope because they end up buying an expensive house and saying they need me and my boyfriend's help paying the mortgage. Having no other plan, we agreed and moved with them. I have my baby girl, and I feel like a whole new person. I am to protect this innocent life with everything I have. I want to raise her different, support her in any way I can, and just love her unconditionally. My whole world shifted. I went into mama bear mode. However, things were getting worse because of this. I had made a big deal of not giving my two-month-old ice cream. It would severely mess up her stomach, and it was hard to put her to bed. They both ganged up on me when I brought up that I want them to stop giving her things and to run it by me first. My mom told me that she'll do what she wants because she's her grandma. Even argued with me about picking the nickname my daughter would call her. She picked Mimi, but I was getting tired of her forgetting and saying mommy. Another big argument was that I'm not having my daughter or anyone else say the uncle is her poppy or grandpa. Which would be weird, right? Like by blood, that's her great uncle, right? Then one night, I step out with my boyfriend to come back inside with him to find my mom in her kitchen and my daughter and the uncle nowhere to be found. I ask where she is and my mom just shrugged and said, I don't know. I give a very concerned look to my boyfriend, then he reads us go check the bedroom. He found them in my mom's and uncle's room alone with the door shut. I freaked out. Thankfully, we were only gone a minute, but my mom's not caring attitude, I'm really hoping nothing happened. Being S.A. before by my brother, I was beyond scared. My mom knew I was S.A. and knew my worries. I never even let anyone else but me and my mother change my daughter's diaper. It even got to a point where my mom told me that the uncle asked if I was S.A., if that's why I protect her so much. This made me want to cry because I feel like every mother should look out for pervs and protect their children, something I did not get. I moved out quickly after that never leaving them alone with her again until I could find a place to rent. Not to mention my mom thought it would be okay to smack my six-month-old on her hand for no reason, just to hit her. When I moved out, I told her she's not allowed to take my daughter, but if she wants to visit, she can come here. This is word for word what she texted me. Wow, so I guess I was just a piece of crap mom. I'm sorry you feel that way. I honestly had no idea. I'm sorry Tommy has never done anything for you for the last 10 years. Oh wait, yes he did, he's done a lot for you in the last 10 years, but I guess none of that counts. As far as being obsessed with her? She's a part of me. She has my blood running through her veins just like you do. I just love her. 
I'm so very sorry to have made your life so miserable. As much as it breaks my heart, I'll let you live your peaceful life and I won't contact you no more. When you need something for my grandchild or your car, I hope your dad can help you because that's all you've ever done anyway is use us. I love you and I always will and I hope one day you can forgive yourself for treating me this way. I stopped talking completely to her after this text, blocked her number and the uncle's. She knows where I live and I'm scared to take my daughter outside because of what she might do. She's already showed up twice out of the blue, once on my daughter's first birthday. I turn her away and I'm planning on moving again to get further away from her. Some days I feel like I should be sad and guilty, but I wonder if it's the fear she's dug deep into me. I need advice, so why not put this here to get outside opinions? I'm thinking of getting therapy for my anxiety. So, personally, I think therapy is always a good thing. I feel like it's probably a good thing for literally just about anybody regardless of, like, how well put together they think they are. That said, I don't know if it's feasible or not for OP, but I would say maybe thinking possibly restraining order? If OP is terrified to leave their house because their mom might be there, or trying to, like, force themselves in or something, I think it's a very legitimate and passable reason for a restraining order especially considering the childhood trauma. Our next story is from Retro Flipper. I have a This is America Speak English story. Due to ancestry, I'm a Russian Messianic Jew, so I speak and read both Russian and the Hebrew language. Although I don't practice Jewish traditions, I still celebrate some of the holidays. But this isn't important to the story, just a little bit of context. But not only is another character who's important to the story my uncle, he's a rabbi, It's also about this Baptist preacher. We were sitting in a cafe where we knew the owners because we've been patrons of the cafe for a long time. We were sitting there and he was brushing up on his Russian with my help for a soon trip to Moscow to see the St. Basil Cathedral. Then a lady walks in. She had to be at least in her late 60s, early 70s, and she hears us speaking in Russian. And she walks up to us and says, Can you please stop speaking communist? I politely inform her that that's not a language, we're speaking Russian. And she continues to argue and insist that it's the language of communist. I just brush her off and my uncle the same. We go back to enjoying our food and talking in Russian. And then she reports us to the manager, who is the best friend of my uncle. A little bit more context, this is a man that also speaks Russian, because he's a Russian immigrant. He politely asked her to leave, and then as she walks out, he walks over to us and starts talking to us in Russian. She would later return with two police officers saying that we were KGB spies. We tell the police what actually happened, she was asked to leave, and the owner of the cafe gave us and both the officers some coupons for the trouble. Moral of the story kids, if someone's speaking a different language and if it bothers you, Try to ignore it, and if it continues to bother you, keep ignoring it, because it's none of your business. Don't be like this witch. The funniest part is, America still doesn't have a proper, realized, official language. So all these entitled Karens and Kevins all over the place saying, this is America, speak English. The country doesn't even recognize it as their own language. Maybe complain to your politicians to make it official first. Our next story is from CF Buzzkill 90 Entitled father eats everything. I hope this is okay here, but my mother and I went to get sandwiches for lunch. We went to a deli, brought home the sandwiches, gave him his sandwich and antipasto salad, and ran out to the post office to mail some things. We get home, he ate all his food, including both of our sandwiches as well. 
I'm really angry because I was really looking forward to it. I wouldn't be upset if he ate half because I can't finish a sandwich by myself anyway. It's also really concerning because he does this very frequently and he's been diagnosed with diabetes and is well over 400 pounds. He can't really walk, he either uses a wheelchair, but if it's a really short distance he uses a cane. I cook all of our meals and make very healthy meals, but he eats ridiculous portions and often has seconds. Any advice on what I can do about this? Well, I think it's pretty clear that this guy's pretty far off the deep end with this. Honestly, for somebody like this, I don't know if there's anything you can say or tell them to, you know, change it. Just like with any kind of addiction, whether it's food, whether it's drug, they have to want to change. There's usually just about nothing you could just say or tell somebody that's gotten to that state that's going to just cause them to change their lifestyle or stop doing things like that. It has to start with them and them wanting to change. So frankly, I think if OP wants to prevent this kind of thing from happening, maybe your best option is just getting a fridge that has like a lock on it. Short of that, it would be maybe trying to convince them to enter some kind of program for their addiction. And our final story of the day is from this kinking framer, entitled Mommy Influencer Claims Kids Were Almost Kidnapped. Turns out she's full of it. I'm locked out of work right now and remember this story from a while back. I worked at a large craft store chain that I'm going to call Pykel Thompson's. This happened to my coworker at the store in the town over from me, so the story's secondhand. The interesting thing about it is it actually got covered by some national news sites and ended up going viral. I woke up and hopped on Facebook first thing in the morning like any good millennial social media junkie is and spied an article about a mommy influencer who falsely accused some poor couple of trying to kidnap her child at a craft store. My immediate thought was, ha, I wonder if it was at Pykel's. Because for those of you who don't know, tons of trashy and entitled people love the store. I don't know why, it's just a fact. So I started reading, and look at that, it happened at a Pykel's. Now, Pykel Thompson is a very large corporation, with locations across the entire US and also Canada, so I figured there's no way this happened near me. I didn't even consider it. But as I'm reading, it mentions the town. Holy crap, that's where I live! Immediately I text my coworker who works at that store, cause I have to know what the heck is going on. She replies pretty fast, and told me that the police have been there all day investigating. The mommy influencer, who I'm gonna call Karen, posted a video on social media explaining how a Latino couple followed her from the parking lot and all around the store, and then tried to yank her stroller out of her hands and run or something like that. She said, I didn't want to judge a book by its cover, referring to their race of course. Yeah, okay Karen, I'm sure. The inside scoop I got was that the only time the couple was near Karen and her babies was once when they entered the store behind her, and once when they passed each other while shopping. They didn't follow her at all, and they most certainly didn't try and kidnap anyone. I'm unsure whether she was delusional enough to think that they were actually following her, and just embellished a little bit about them trying to kidnap her children, or if she made the whole thing up entirely to try and get attention. She filed a police report, so it's possible she actually thought they wanted to kidnap her children. If r slash entitled parents has taught me anything, it's that Karens have and will continue to call the cops for ridiculous reasons actually believing they're in the right. Her Instagram video was very laughable. I don't know if it's still up, she probably took it down. 
The story is still up on a ton of news sites. It's not hard to find if you're interested to know more, and the article I read had the video attached, so you can probably find it that way. According to the article I read, she faced up to six months in jail on both counts of filing a false police report. I don't know if she actually went to jail. She deserves to. Moral of the story is that the slightest bit of social media fame will make some people do and say anything for a few likes. And also, don't be racist, y'all. Hope you enjoyed my story. I mean, does OP really have to remind us, don't be racist? Shouldn't that just be, like, the most common sense thing ever? Also, has anybody ever gone to a Pykel Thompson's? I haven't. Is what Opie described here actually accurate? Needless to say though, people who are addicted to trying to get some kind of social media fame is definitely a minor plague on the world. Poor people like this couple who are just going out to the store get framed in this some horrendous RP story so this entitled mom can get clicks and compassion for this BS story. Imagine caring so little that you try to ruin these people's lives by claiming that they're kidnappers. All that for a drop of clout. Honestly, maybe she does deserve some of that jail time. It's about time somebody gets enforced against this filing a false police report nonsense. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.